Welcome to the ACC Panic Room alongside Lauren Brownlow. I'm Joe Obi. It's been a while since we've done this, Brownlow. I think we're all just waiting for some clarity as to what the basketball season around here was going to look like. Uh, and I guess the best way I could sum it up is the more things change at Duke, the same, and the more things change at Carolina, the same. Yeah. It's going to have a whole new roster. Carolina's bringing everybody back. That's what's weird, right, is I think we all kind of thought with everything going going on the way it was that, you know, Carolina would have more people leave than it usually does. Duke would probably see its same usual departure. But I think what's interesting, too, is that we're seeing players across the country, not just at Carolina, decide to stay in school at a rate that I don't think a lot of people were expecting necessarily. Mm -hmm. And I can't help but wonder why – I mean, I wonder why Duke, who I think has done a good job of kind of taking advantage of some of this stuff, I wonder why Duke couldn't maybe convince a few more players to stick around. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe everything was so emotionally draining for those guys last year. Mm -hmm. I'm sure some, a lot of them are probably just ready to move on, whereas, yeah. you know, you see Carolina players wanting to, wanting to do that one over again. You know, I think um, what you just referenced has a lot to do with what we're seeing both in Chapel Hill – and in Durham. If you're Duke, you just had the Coach K thing. You knew that John Shire was going to be the coach next year. You knew it was going to be a one-time thing anyway. Shire's got his guys coming in. And on top of that, based on what K had established, I never expected Trevor Keels to come back. I never expected A.J. Griffin to come back. We knew that Paolo Vancaro wasn't going to come back. Mark Williams, maybe is a little bit of a surprise, but I think you and I can agree that in March, he made some money based on his play. So again, that part didn't surprise I would have, I would have been less surprised if Wendell stayed than if Mark Williams had. Yes, honestly. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Whereas Carolina, the opposite of emotional drain, the we were there playing in a championship game. Man, you know, if, if we can just play how we played all throughout March, the rest of the season, who's to say that we won't be considered the number one team in the country next year? Who's to say that, you know, more development for guys like Puff Johnson? Um, this is... Carolina getting to where they got to is giving UNC fans, and I guess even to me a certain extent, 2016 to 2017 vibes. I'm not saying the teams are as equally talented. No. The circumstances weren't, you know, weren't a little bit different, but it's just that you get to a championship game, you lose, you come back for some unfinished business. Here's sort of the question that I would ask you though, because I'm I'm honestly trying to answer it myself. When is okay. the last time Carolina came into a season and was thought of this way? What do you mean? Number one, potentially this way. I'm oh. not saying people didn't look at Carolina and say, yeah, they're going to be good. But like to say that, I mean, were people even saying that before 2012? Like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of Carolina's recent successful teams have kind of come into their own yeah. as the season has gone on. Well, the obvious this answer is going into a season with hype. The obvious answer to when Carolina went into a year as the obvious number one would be 09. That's the only, that's the last one right. I can remember. Yeah. Oh, nine, oh, nine would be the obvious answer. I I'm with you in 12 in that it was thought of to, time. Yeah. yeah. I think, it, I think people came into that year thinking it was going to be a good team. There was clearly yeah. potential there. Right. But I don't think it was this overwhelming idea no. that they were going to be the number one, but also college basketball has changed a ton yeah. from where we were in oh, nine, 12 to where even to that 16, 17 team to where we are today in that, you look across the country with all of the roster fluctuations through the transfer portal for Carolina to bring all these guys back. Um, and you have an exciting player like Caleb Love. You have a machine in Armando Baycott. Yeah, it's going to be the team that people point to as the number one team in the country, at least to win the ACC going into next year. 
Um, that's not nothing for them in terms of their program, you know, because I think that like, while obviously you want to be in the conversation every year and they usually have been, Mm -hmm. they haven't gone into a season with like juggernaut status necessarily. That's, and that's the part that's going to be interesting. Uh, I never, I never thought I'd be sitting here trying to make comparisons between NC state football and Carolina basketball, but both those squads are going into the year with very similar positions in that running it back. How many times have you seen running it back on the football side? And now we're seeing Carolina fans say the same thing. We're running it back. It's one thing to go under the radar. It's one thing to surprise people. You can have your own expectations, right? You know, like at NC State for football, I think it's been about the unfinished business that I think goes all the way back to 2020, bleeding into 2021 and what they want to do this upcoming season. Um, But I do think that with Carolina, that's going to be Hubert's biggest obstacle is you're no longer the house money team. Cause how often do we see that term oh, with for sure. Carolina this year? Oh, it's house money. It doesn't matter what happens. They've exceeded expectations. Oh man, you beat Duke. You ended K's career. You know, you, you beat him there at Cameron indoor stadium. What's the big deal? Like it's house money the rest of the way. It's not house money this year. Now a guy like Armando Baycott gets that because Baycott is the crossover uh, player who understands the dynamic of look, when you're at Carolina, you've that, you have that expectation. How much does Caleb Love get that? Leaky Black clearly gets it. How much does RJ Davis get that though? And how is Hubert going to get through this team that it's not a house money year for you? It's an actual year with Carolina level expectations. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Although, I mean, I, I know they got at least a taste of it in terms of like, Yes, there was the house money aspect towards the end of the year, but at the same mm-hmm. time, they did have to deal with sort of the embarrassment for again for their standards of like the year to that point. And Fair. they know they knew they they had to learn, and we'll see how much this part of it carries over. But they had mm-hmm. to learn that they were not good enough to just roll the basketball out there and beat, especially an ACC opponent, but certainly even other teams. Like they just had to learn that they were not there. And you know, do they? slip back into that mentality that's plagued them at times over, you know, the first kind of two years that this group's been together, who knows, but if they can avoid that, mm-hmm. then yeah, I think they're going to be really dangerous. Just like we did. Meanwhile, over at NC state, uh, Kevin Keats has made some moves on the coaching side of things, um, including bringing on Levi Watkins that has paid off uh, with, with uh, two transfer players that, you know, as Jillio, who's literally sitting right over, probably going to nod along, is like, oh, you're not really taking a flyer on a guy. You actually are getting some guys who can score, like Jack Clark and um, why am I blanking on the other guy? Jarkel Joyner. Thank you, Joe. Uh, I think each guy averaged anywhere between 12 to 13 points a game. They're proving guys that are coming to NC State. I mean, I still understand that there's a lot of people who are out on Kevin Keats. However, if we're just judging it based on what he was tasked to do, yeah. The transfer portal can work in your favor, too. There are some unknowns with Draquavion Smith uh, or Darian Sebron. The deadline to enter early for the NBA draft this past, was this past weekend, but they have until June 1st to figure out what they want to do. Right. Yeah, I mean, you just never know. And I, I, I you know, I, I don't want my only, like, solace that I give state fans to be, well, you know, law of average. <laughs> I don't. It's going to work out for you at some point. Or like, it was so bad last year. How could it get worse? That's not. It can't get any worse, right? That's just saying like, yeah, it should be better. Like, that's not anything. No. That's not anything tangible. But I mean, we've we've both talked about it. Obviously, Kevin Keats knows. He knows what's happening next year. Mm -hmm. He knows what the deal is. 
Um, either it works or it doesn't. And I don't think you're going to be in this weird middle zone where you're not sure. I think it'll be pretty clear one way or the other. So just sit back and let it happen. I mean, I know you can't do anything about it either way. You can be mad about it or, or not. As a Panthers fan, it's not like I can blame anybody for being mad about no, it. No, I can't. I can't blame anybody. You feel for is that, you, that you feel is lame death, but. Which is why, look, in New Orleans, I didn't just do stuff for the mojo related to Carolina and Duke. Okay. When we were there for the Final Four, you know, I went into one of these witcheries to get some things. But I also picked up something for NC State. Just saying. I got this curse reverse candle okay so we got a curse reverse candle i got some other things too Gilio recently picked up oh, I'll, be, I'll be right back Gilio picked up some bottles uh some vintage bottles um nice. championships we got an 81 clemson championship bottle and a 1983 wolfpack championship basketball bottle i believe what we're going to do is we're going to light this candle we're going to have a little little something around Carter Finley, PNC Arena. We're going to pour the Clemson out, and then we're going to bury this one, too. And we're going to light the candle, some incense, some other things. And I think it'll be fine. No? I mean, listen. I hey, what's the worst that can happen? What's, what's, the, what's it going to get worse for state? What's the worst that can happen? What's said, the worst that can happen? When talking about invoking spirits and something. <laughs> what, what, what could possibly go wrong? What are they going to do? Not, not have their opponent not participate in a bowl game? Be sent home from a college World Series? What, like, what, could, what, what could happen? Why do you always ask what could happen? I've even stopped asking that. <laughs> Fair point. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the ACC Panic Room. We'll see you all next week when we have... Uh, some draft coverage to talk about. Kenny Pickett will clearly be the Panthers quarterback next week. We'll see where I'm Sam going to... Tell me I'm tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I think they're likelier to take Willis than him, but whatever. <laughs> He's Kenny Pickett is so gonna be the Panthers uniform. How I mean, David Tepper David Tepper is if David I Tepper said, is a is a Pittsburgh guy, is it pit booster? If we put a camera on me for that pick mm-hmm. and charged money for it, oh, what's the most we could charge? And we oh. said that I, we're not going to censor my swears. I think you. I think we need to set up the only Brownlow account right now, just for this. <laughs> only Brownlows. That's where we're at with that. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the ACC Panic Group. We will see you all next week. But we will talk about the Pit Panthers at Bank of America Stadium.